You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. the Locked On Hornets podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment segment coming up later in the episode. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Not of the Scribe. Not, I think we just basically work for Mick Ultra now, that is our employer. Yeah, no, the, these are our corporate overlords, and as long as they keep paying <laughs> us, I have no problem saying that, yeah, look, this is now locked on Mick Ultra Hornets. <laughs> um, may I interest you, if you're a fan of Jimmy Neutron and Michelob Ultra Lord, if you want to go that route, I think uh, Yes, Ultra yes, Lord. that works perfect. Yeah. That well, Sheen these, was such a good character, man. I love Sheen. Yes, and we could, see, here's the thing. If we didn't have such a fire third segment planned for you guys, we would probably go into, like, what were some of the best Jimmy Neutron moments in the third segment? Because, damn it, Jimmy Neutron was one of the greatest. Yeah, it's a great great cartoon. Would you call it underrated? In the grand scheme of things, yes. I think so, too. I think so, too. Because when you you think of... I don't think you think of Jimmy when it comes to the classic cartoons of Nickelodeon, but Jimmy Neutron was fantastic and also keeps up. Like you can watch that at this age and at your age and whatever age and find comedic value in it. Still, let me put it this way. Episode for episode. I put it up there with the classics episode for episode. I will put it up there. You can, you can give me the Pepsi challenge against Rugrats. I'll take, I, I may take Jimmy Neutron in the, like Rugrats, Doug. The only one I won't do is SpongeBob. Like SpongeBob's a whole different weight class than everybody I mean, else look, on man, Nickelodeon. There are people for some reason that loved to hate on SpongeBob. There are just some classics from that, man. I, I love yeah, no, SpongeBob. No, like, now, for me, I got completely out of it once we hit really like season four, season five, something like yeah. that. I just didn't care anymore. They got gross. I remember my little sister was watching an episode, and I don't know if you can remember, like there's a toenail episode that made me want to gag. I hated it, and I was like, nope, I'm all the way out on this, and they started to have the, the like the drawings were better. The animation yeah. was better and once it got better i was out i was out yeah. of it. so like, the first few seasons were classics no here's the thing spongebob spongebob is just awesome like there's there's no it if you are a certain age like me and you enjoyed ren and stimpy the spiritual successor mm-hmm. and it, it like spongebob is your spiritual successor when you t- talk about cartoons like to ren and stimpy like, that's the thing. Like, that's what makes it so good. But you know what? We are getting completely off topic. We have to talk about the ultra moment. Walker, get back to the ultra moment because you know what? They're paying us to do this. Yeah, they are paying us to do this. Real quickly, I will throw in that Hey Arnold is my favorite of all time. And I definitely have maybe, maybe, maybe not one section of my closet that is simply reserved for Hey Arnold shirts. But anyways, I'll move on. I need to probably move on after that comment. It's the Michelob Ultra moment of the year we're discussing here. Now, 
We're going to be picking a bunch of different ones. We're not going to be doing a playoff scenario kind of like we are with the Michelob Ultra player of the year, right? We're going to put a couple of nominees up there. You're going to vote. We're going to talk about who we think deserves to win that award. This is the ultra moment of the year, and we're just going to be putting a couple up there and highlighting them because there were a lot of fun ones this year, Nada. So I'm, I'm ready to I'm ready to kind of break some of this down. We can talk about Go why in. this moment stood out and excited listeners reminded us of joy, happiness, enjoyment, just exhilarating. This is my favorite one. This is my favorite one on the year that I think. And then you can bring yours. This to one the table. sparks joy for you. Oh, man, it sparks all sorts of joy. It makes me want to drink about 17 Michelob Ultras and pass out from all the happiness. And okay. at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, I can do so because uh, I'm not going to gain all that much weight af- after it. After if I have to drink some heavy beer, I would just be done for. Anyways, Charlotte Hornets and Sacramento Kings game is the moment that I'm going to bring to you, Nada. And if you need something specific as far as a play goes, I'll go with Malik Monk hitting the game-winning basket on that and one to complete an eight-point comeback where they were down in the final 69 seconds, eight points, and they came through after the Kings missed five free throws. P.J. Washington goes bananas. Terry Rozier hits a three-pointer, and he adds free throws after that, too, with 33 seconds left. Mm. And Buddy Heald just hit one of two. Like, Buddy Heald, an awesome free-throw shooter, just hits one of the two free throws also to allow the Hornets to come back and win 127-126. Miracle of miracle and midnight, miracle at midnight, excuse me, 2.0. Unreal. That was my favorite moment of the year this year, Nada. You know what? I can't even argue with this one, like, do I think there are better moments? Maybe. You'll have to wait a week to do so. But this one, this one was, I, I think I remember just being very, very frustrated with like a, like a minute and change left to go and just about ready to turn it off and give up and move on. And then what happens? Everything that you described happens, a series of events that only like only the Kings, they're like a couple of teams that aren't the Hornets that would complete this kind of calamity set to Benny Hinn music. And just it was you know what it was? It was the basketball version of Sideshow Bob stepping on a whole bunch of rakes. And hitting himself <laughs> in the face with those rakes, uh, and we th- and we thank you for that because you know what happened. Thank you. Exactly, we thank you. They got they got a win. It helped them get to the. It was one of those wins that helped them get to the playing game. And we're talking about a playing game that ultimately brought us misery. But at the time, this this sparked joy. This sparked a lot of joy. This sparked a lot of coffee in the morning following after this too. By the way, but. I, again, as far as one of the moments of the season, I can't argue with this one. It was one of the best. Yeah, I just the other thing is you bring up how vital that win was, how every win was, if you look at it, just to get into the play in scenario. But you also go back to that specific game. Remember, that was in the middle of a six game road trip out west that they had. And we were wanting them to go three and three. And remember, they lose to Utah. They lose big 132 mm-hmm. to 110. They beat the Phoenix Suns by three points, 124 to 121. Yep. They would lose to Golden State. And then you thought they might go two and four on this trip. And Sacramento was one you certainly thought you had in the bag because the Kings weren't playing well at that time. That was the 10th of 11 losses that they had. But 
here comes PJ Washington scoring 42 points. His previous career high to that point had been 27. And that was in his debut against the Chicago bulls. When he hit seven threes, Malik monk comes together here. He puts together a really good performance. Terry's clutch. Like it was just everything. You checked so many boxes off of how many guys played well, at least at the end of that game, they were able to come through. So the Sacramento Kings game miracle at midnight 2.0. That is our Michelob ultra moment of the year. At least this week, we'll put up some other nominees as we go along. And plus it's only worth it. If you enjoy it, only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories does Michelob ultra have enjoy create success. I will say this enjoyment. Isn't the end game. It's the whole game. I think for that moment, the enjoyment was the end of that game. I will say that maybe we changed that 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 line. Yeah. A little bit more for the Sacramento Kings moment. Thanks again for joining us on Lockdown Hornets podcast. We've got some more uh, best case scenarios in the NBA draft to cover coming up in the next segment. Find out what it is on the Lockdown Hornets podcast coming up next. This is Locked on Hornets. I said, oh, oh, hell yeah. Just giving that confirmation of how awesome this is going to be. You tweeted at me. You're going to be singing the chorus to Billy Jean if you ain't careful. <laughs> and again, I point to the lie. Yes, I you're well, yeah, you're right. This goes back to our first conversation. There's a yes, lot of babies does. being exactly. had out there. Goodness gracious. <laughs> exactly. Unexpected ones. Point ones to that the were- lie. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, it's in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action, too. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device, and you can sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. All right. I'm going to tease something that we can't go in too much detail. I'm going to try to refrain from that until next week, as you mentioned. So as you know, we've been doing these daily mini mock, excuse me, weekly mini mock drafts. (laughs) We're not doing daily. We're doing weekly mini mock drafts. And so every single week, NBA Lockdown Podcast Network runs a simulation through Tankathon and the lottery reveals what selection you're going to have. And so this week... It is a lot better selection than what we've had the previous two when we selected 12th mm-hmm. first and then we selected 11th the second week. We are having a lot better pick and we'll find out who we're going to pick in that scenario come next week. I'll do a video. We'll talk about it then probably on Monday or so whenever it's released and maybe we just jump the gun a little bit because we can't wait that much longer. Either way, it does bring up a scenario that I want to bring up to you, not it brings up a question I want to ask to you. you oh, know, we're real- going to argue, aren't we? Well, I don't know. Maybe. We probably are. Okay. I didn't feel that coming in, but maybe I'm just naive to it. Maybe I I probably am naive. I should expect arguments with you from now. Um, So you look at the best case scenario, right, for the Charlotte Hornets. Realistically, we we saw the Hornets move up to the third overall pick last year, right? Like the, the joke of the Hornets are never granted luck when it comes to the NBA lottery. I don't know if that ended altogether, right? Like one time it happens doesn't necessarily mean that the curse is over, but it was last year and hell, maybe the selection that you had with LaMelo ball could try to relieve that curse. But the best case scenario that you see for this team, what would that be once the lottery hits and once the NBA draft hits? See, uh, again, initially I was going to tell you that the best case scenario is, is Mobley. And then I started thinking, 
Maybe mm-hmm. it's Cade. Maybe it's Jalen Green. Maybe it's some like the best case scenario might be Cade Cunningham coming here because then you have you have two stars. You have two young stars in Charlotte, and you have them for at least I don't know anywhere from like you have them for the next five to six years. So you're telling me that the Charlotte Hornets would have a solid base to build from for the next three. Again, you'd have this team would be garnering national eyeballs and it would be an Oklahoma City East situation. And it would be a justification of everything Mitch Kupchak has done, saying we don't tank, we remain competitive, we build a competitive program. And therefore, this is what happens when, again, this is what opportunity and a little bit of luck will present you. So the best case scenario, quite honestly, is Cade Cunningham. There was a part of me that said, you know what? Best case scenario might be Evan Mobley. And and this is something that I know I've said, and I know people are going to bring this up. I've said Mobley or or bust. Cade Cunningham is different, though. Cade Cunningham is very, very different, different because that's undeniably good. That's that, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I, I compl- look. Cade Cunningham is the number one overall pick in this draft. If the Charlotte Hornets are picking, if Oklahoma City is picking there, doesn't matter what team is picking there, they need to go ahead and select Cade Cunningham. That's just what it is. We don't disagree. I'm trying to look at this as a realistic scenario, and the odds are. The Charlotte Hornets will have an eight and a half percent chance of rising into a top four pick in this NBA draft. They have a 1.8 chance of the number one pick when the draft lottery is held June 22nd. So we're talking about 11 days away as of this recording. If we're going to talk legitimately realistic, I don't think that they're going to get the number one overall pick, which means they're not going to get Kate Cunningham, which means to me not. I do think Evan Mobley is everything goes right. Maybe you get the third or fourth overall pick. I don't think he lasts to four. I do think there's a shot that he lasts to three. I mean, we've seen it a couple times in these mock drafts. That's true. Granted, us locked on podcast network hosts, we're not exactly general managers for NBA teams, but NBA teams, they're stupid all the time. And they can talk themselves into a different prospect when Evan Mobley, even with Jalen Suggs, Jalen Green, Jonathan Kaminga, all of those guys are really good. Evan Mobley, I think, would be the number one overall pick in majority of your NBA drafts and one that Cade Cunningham is not in. So if you get to a top three selection like you saw with LaMelo Ball last year, Okay. Let's say that one team is playmaker hungry. For we saw this in the in the weekly mini mock draft we did week one, the Indiana Pacers, they jumped all the way up to the second overall pick. And they selected Jalen Suggs because they didn't want to crowd yet a front court when they already have Miles Turner, Goga Pataze, as well as obviously Sabonis, who was an all-star for them. And instead of drafting Mobley and trading one of those other guys, they went with Jalen Suggs, which, okay, I would have gone with Mobley. And I think maybe some of those other teams have that kind of shot. So I think the best case scenario, if everything happens within some realm of possibility, correct for the Hornets, I still think Evan Mobley is that guy. And man, we would be dancing in the streets of Charlotte if that happened. Look, I I am one of those that believes that Mobley solves a whole bunch of problems. And like, and you're right. We have to play play this with a little bit of realism, a little bit of just being realistic about all of this. So you are right. Like, if this is going to be the case, like Mobley is the most realistic option. 
I just want to be able to dream, Walker. That's all I'm saying. I'm just That's okay. To, I don't want to I don't want to be able I don't to dream. kill your dreams. Here here's a question for you. If the Hornets get the number 1 overall pick, okay? Like let's just play this hypothetical dream scenario that you're in. I, yes. They should draft Cade. We both agree that Cade Cunningham is different. There's no doubt about it. Do you think that the Hornets would, I don't want to say seriously consider because you're going to do, do your due diligence with every single prospect, but do you think they would do so much of their diligence that they might actually select Evan Mobley number one over Cade Cunningham? I think because he fits right because he's a big man because we know that they've talked about maybe leaning more towards need a little more than they used to. Do you think that's a realistic possibility within itself? I think they trade back. I honestly think they trade back if that's the case. I think, I think if the goal is Mobley, if Mobley's who they want, I, I, I just think they trade back and get another asset. Like, I think they put, I think they ransom it. I think, especially when you're considering that this team is in need of, of legitimate depth, I think they trade back. And that that's an interesting scenario, Nada. Because it, it, look, this is all hypothetical. We're talking about realistic. There's a yeah. 1.8 chance that they get the number one overall pick. If that happened for the Hornets, and Evan Mobley solves a lot of problems, he's your athletic big. James Brego is going to be extremely happy because he hated his centers for three years. But you get the number one overall pick, and here's Cade. Like Cade is crazy special. Yes. What would it take for you to move back, maybe to? a two or a three that that's the thing, man. Like, I, I think, I think that would be tough to do just because your, your number three team, right? Are they jumping mm-hmm. the second team to go get Cade? And then are you willing to move down to three and risk Evan Mobley being taken at number two? Cause you're not doing this for Jalen green. That, that would make everybody angry. Yeah. And rightfully so, you know, no, like, it wouldn't that's make no knock angry. on Jalen. Yeah, and it should. So now it's an interesting scenario to bring up, though. It's the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Go ahead, Nadia. You had something else you wanted to say? No, I was going to say, like, the only way I can ever see that happening is if OKC offers a decent portion of those picks that they have to move up. Like, that's the only way I see it happening. Yeah, if they if they felt like they wanted to pair somebody with SGA and get that star, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe. I mean, Cade, Cade calls for a lot. I mean, we were... And look, we were discussing some of the trade scenarios for the Hornets to move up just one spot to get James Wiseman because those uh, inquiries were certainly happening. Those reports were certainly happening. And that's just one spot. And it's obviously a hefty price. And even going up to number one to the Timberwolves to go get James Wiseman, that was a hefty price, let alone it being for Cade, man. Like, so yeah, yeah completely agree. All right. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. This grasshopper cookie that we got, it's certainly up there. Uh, every limited time flavor that they put out seems to be my favorite, whether it's the churro puff, whether it's the coconut chocolate thing that they put out there. They're all so good, but they've got some good basics as well. Raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie as well. Double chocolate. I'm a fiend for the chocolate and it all every single bar is covered in chocolate and it's chewy and also it's high in protein high in fiber, low in calories, and low in sugar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order And uh, use uh, at BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. It's a little after school, especially coming up next. But no, we're we explaining can... tweets. We are yep. explaining tweets here. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> but not ours. Uh, not ours. But not Absolutely ours. not. Find out what we're talking about coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. 
This is Locked on Hornets. You have gone to that in an after-school special show, <laughs> and you've gone to that in a shoe show with David Walker, the OG. Yes. I, you have gone back to the clerk's well for so many different references. It's quite impressive. Because clerk, here's the thing, though. Clerks, clerks 1 and Clerks 2 tell you everything you need to know about the service industry and, for the most part, about life. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by, you guessed it, Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, I don't know if you guys know the nutrition content of this beer yet. We all enjoy games a little bit more this season, and we can certainly do that with the NBA postseason. Before we get to what we teased in the last segment, Nada, we did see a big-time performance from the Milwaukee Bucks defensively. How about the Brooklyn Nets only scoring 11 points, excuse me, 18 points. Let me, excuse me, 11. I was right. Yeah. 18 in the fourth, but 11 points in the first 18 points in the fourth quarter. And Brooklyn only scores 83 with that powerful of an offense, even with James Harden out and the bucks, they score 86 and it's enough to get it done. Giannis ends up scoring 33. Chris Middleton ends up scoring 35 and Milwaukee continues to fight and they live to fight another day Two one is the series lead now for Brooklyn. What'd you make of that game last night? Um, we're get, we're headed for a game four blowout by the Nets. Like I think <laughs> I think this is a now I think we're headed for a gentleman sweep. I think the fact that it took a seriously off game from the from from Kevin Durant to win. Uh, Bruce Brown went full Carlton Banks, and I just <laughs> like I just like there's a lot of stuff that Giannis needs to work on. Like if Giannis just gives me the 15 footer. Like, just give me a 15-footer. Don't, like, he's letting old-ass Blake Griffin spook him on defense. There's a problem with that, Walker. There's a Yeah, he got him in space and would score, but you're you're looking, instead of the 33 points and 14 rebounds, where he goes 14 of 31, you're looking at the 1 of 8 from 3, 4 of 9 from the free-throw line performance Giannis had. If I see another another Giannis three-pointer in this series, it'll be too soon. And I'm, and I'm saying this knowing that game four, there's going to be a bunch of them. And I just want him to just start like, and this is where coaching and player development, like if you're not attacking all of these weaknesses in the offseason, you are doing your superstar and massive disservice. It's one of those things like I hope that I know that like LaMelo Ball is going to work on his own, his jumper in his own way and it's going to work and it's not entirely broken. Like I just hope he just gets better and more consistent at it. Like, that's the only thing I care about with LaMelo Ball. Work on that weakness because if he can't shoot, he's easily guardable. That's the same thing with, with Giannis. I don't need a – I don't need him hitting threes, but I need him hitting 15-footers. I need him hitting hooks. I need him to have a, a, a counter move or something like that. He doesn't have any of that right now, and it's getting embarrassing for him. Um, yeah, I think the Brooklyn Nets are going to win. I think gentlemen sweep is probably right. I think you know, even with Milwaukee playing so well defensively, Brooklyn was only a possession away from winning that. I can't imagine Brooklyn only scores 86 points again and has 11 and 18 point uh, first and fourth quarters. All right, let's get to this tweet, Nada. So Ryan Pitkin put out this morning of Queen City uh, Nerve, by the way. 
Yeah, Queen City Nerve. He says, this morning, Lata Plantation removed this Juneteenth event from their online calendar <laughs> and Facebook page <laughs> after Facebook commentators let them know just how awful of an idea it was. So here's the ad for celebrating a Juneteenth event at Lata Plantation. Again, Lata Plantation says, swing low, sweet chariot coming for to carry me home. Come out to historic Latta Plantation for a one-night event, Saturday, June 19th, 2021. You will hear stories from the Massa himself, that's M-A-S-S-A, you heard it, who is now living in the woods. Federal troops, Yankees in parentheses, have him on the run, and his former bondsmen have occupied his home and are now living high on the hog. Hear how they feel about being freed men. The overseer is now out of a job. What will he do now that he has no one to oversee from can see to can't see? White refugees have been displaced and have a story to tell as well. <laughs> Confederate soldiers who will be heading home express their feelings about the downfall of the Confederacy. I felt dirty reading that, that that's an actual thing that took place, but they took it down. Yet, Nada, you said that it's been up since Wednesday. Yeah, so again, this is part of like this is where my day job and just the podcast meet because this is like that post has been up until Wednesday. Now, granted, do I think this is do I think that the Lada Plantation is one of those really racist organizations that think this is a good idea and were and succumb to pressure? No. Do I think that this is a cruel joke? by a former employee or a very disgruntled employee <laughs> that feels like he hasn't been paid enough? Yeah, I think so. But the thing is, like, this is one of those situations, Walker, where it's so racist that it's just funny. Like, I, I, I can't get... <laughs> I, I, I'm not even mad. I am just laughing because this is just so out there. Like, I don't have it in me to be... Like... <laughs> what we've learned, what lo the Locked On Hornets listeners are going to learn about me is that if it's that outwardly racist and that, that outwardly tone deaf, yo, I'm just going to laugh at it. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, you're, you're seeing you're seeing some of this. You're, you're seeing some of these comments like uh, it just for instance, you know, somebody wrote it's so bad. I wonder if the site was hijacked. You know, Ryan said, you know, that's what uh, Miss Edward CLT was the, and, and I were contemplating, but they would have had to have access to the back end of the site and the Facebook. So it's either a disgruntled employee or just a legitimately bad idea. I've reached out to see it's such a bad idea. Can you imagine somebody like what does that meeting sound like? Hey, guys, I got an idea. Here's a write-up that I've done for it. What do you think if we do this for Juneteenth and then put this on our social media accounts? How do you think the community would respond? And, oh, yeah, you know what? I kind of like it. Let's get into the spirit of everything. Yes. How does that meeting go, Nada? No, that, here, oh, well, let me see. Do I want to, you know what? I'm going to take this risk. I'm going to take this risk. Because generally, okay. when people have these meetings, it is one of those situations where there's a whole bunch of white people and there's that one lone black person knowing that it's a bad idea, but you know what he's going to, he's not going to do? He's not going to say it's a bad idea. You know what he's not going to say it's a bad idea? Because he likes the check. So mm -hmm. this is when, this is one of them situations where he's just like, look, I could, I could ruin these people's bad days and I could or I could and possibly lose my job or I could just let them do this and let them figure it out for themselves. Sometimes, yes, white folks, we let you hang yourselves. This is one mm -hmm. of those cases where if this is real, there was probably a black person. Now, granted, a black person working at a plantation 
totally meta thing that I don't even want to get into for multiple reasons. Yeah. <laughs> but what I am oh saying. Oh, my God. <laughs> you think, yes, yeah, it just hit you right now, didn't it? It yeah, it did. no, you, you, I did. Yeah. I mean, you, there's so many things about this too. Well, what's funny is you told me to go look at this tweet immediately. Yes. And so I did. And then by the time I get to M A S S A master being written in that word, I immediately just burst out laughter just exactly. because it is so outrageous. Some of this stuff, some of this stuff is just legitimately outrageous. Like you can't, can't be serious be with this. And, and that's a legitimate question. Like we, you can't, you can't be serious with this. No, it can't be real. Because because if it's real, then you know what? That person shouldn't have had a job for a very long time to run that on Juneteenth. Like, here's the thing. <laughs> you, if, if, if this was done to get people to pay attention to the ladder plantation, yo, congratulations. You just did your job, and you probably are going to need another one. But you know what? You are going <laughs> to get a whole bunch of attention to this. However, you ask for attention. Is that is that his excuse? You ask for attention. Yeah, exactly. You ask for attention. I just did it in the most way, racist way possible. And generally, yeah. when people do this, it works. So I would put it this way. I'm choosing to believe this is fake only because if it's real, I, I, I just don't know. I, I, I don't yeah. know. But generally, like yeah. usually, and this is the thing, and I'll repeat it again. Generally, there's a black person in the room that's not going to risk their money by saying anything. And you know what? That's that's just real life. That's just corporate life, man. So yeah, I get it. I get it. But it's just, to me, it's just hilarious at this point. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Hornets. Thanks again for supporting the show. Michelob Ultra for supporting the show. Built Bar, all of our partners, all of our sponsors. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA or any show on the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day, and we'll be back with you on Monday.